Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Housing issues were in the news a lot during COVID, of course. Uh, there was issues with real estate prices climbing. There were also issues with people who couldn't pay their rent because they didn't have jobs. All kinds of things. Well, this is a new one, and this just happened. And George sent this. Thanks a lot. From the DenverChannel.com. Denver Luxury Apartment serves all tenants 30-day notice to vacate, citing circumstances out of our control. So every single tenant in the building got 30-day notice to quit. So they call it different things, different states. Apparently here it's a notice to vacate. Bay and Wang wrote this story for the DenverChannel.com. But the tenants have had problems there for a while because apparently the apartments had issues. So there were problems with flooding Then at one point in time, they were asked to sign non-disclosure and non-disparagement agreements if they tried to end their lease while major issues and repairs were being taken care of. So apparently there were some prior problems. And if you went to the landlord and said, I want out, they'd say, well, we'll let you out, but sign the NDA and the non-disparagement agreement will let you out. Now, the Grand Apartments in downtown Denver has served all tenants, every single one of them, a 30-day notice to vacate. One tenant said, I received a letter taped to the door saying that I have to be out by August 6th. He wasn't the only one who was surprised by this. Another one said, everyone in the building is kind of freaking out. Now, the notice to quit letter reads, in part, we understand the property-wide repair process has been frustrating and challenging for our residents. As we previously communicated, we had hoped to conduct the necessary repairs in a floor-by-floor, top-down approach to provide everyone maximum time to relocate. However, due to circumstances outside of our control, we are now unfortunately in a position where we are serving all residents with a 30-day notice to vacate, regardless of your lease end date, floor level, or tower association. Now, here's one of the things that many people forget, is that when you have a rental agreement with a landlord and you are a tenant, that is a contract. That is a contract. You are both parties to a contract that you've entered into. And so most people are only familiar with the remedies and things that happen when the tenant bails. The tenant runs away. The tenant stops paying rent. The tenant destroys the unit. All kinds of things that we always think about what happens to the tenant. What happens to the landlord who unilaterally breaks it and says, I know you've got a lease for a much longer period of time, but just get out. Get out. Is there any remedy for you? Well, actually there is, but we'll get to that. So when the tenant that the Denver Channel spoke to asked the apartment management about the notice, a senior operations manager of the apartment management group said, our property has not been condemned. (laughs) Did anybody ask that question? (laughs) Our property has not been condemned. However, we're having to vacate the building to complete Needed repairs under the casualty clause of the lease agreement. Due to the severity of the repairs that fall under the warranty of habitability, we are not able to transfer residents to non-repaired units nor keep residents within the building for the repairs to take place. So they're saying, look, we can't provide them what we're required to provide, which is the warranty of habitability. Although it's here it says warrant, but I think it's a typo. We've talked before about warranties. And most people think of warranties with respect to goods. You buy a, a thing, it comes with a warranty of some sort, right? Well, when a landlord leases you a property, they also are required that it remain habitable to the extent that they control that. Obviously, if you make it uninhabitable while you're there, that's your problem. But 
the roof over your head is the landlord's responsibility, so to speak. So they're saying here that the repairs are so severe that they can't even continue doing that. Again, whose problem is that? So city officials confirmed the department has received several various permits to conduct repair work. However, the Denver Fire Department did not play a part in requiring the forced vacancy. So the fire department said we had nothing to do with it. So apparently they got asked that, and that's what they said. The Grand Departments issued a statement to Denver 7, saying in part, we understand and empathize with the inconveniences as created for our residents. In January, and in subsequent communications, the Grand notified residents they would need to move out before the end of their lease term in order to complete the repairs required. Over the past six months, we have been working with residents on providing relocation assistance before a 65-day notice was issued. However, due to remaining requirements to complete the work, we must give some residents a 30-day notice, which complies with the terms of the lease and applicable laws. We are fully refunding all deposits and fees. So right off the bat, that would be the first question most people would ask. If I paid all my rent and current my rent and I move out immediately, will I get my security deposit back? They're saying, yeah, well, we'll give it back to you, not a problem. And obviously, they can't penalize you for leaving early. But the other issue here is they're claiming that the lease allows them to do this. And so with contract law, quite often, as I've said before, you got to read the contract. I do not have a copy of this lease in front of me. I'm not sure that they're publicly available. But that would be the question. Does the lease actually say somewhere in it, if the premises become uninhabitable, such that we've got to make major repairs which will displace you, We're allowed to do that with no penalty to us. Question is, is it in there? And if it is in there, is it conscionable? Meanwhile, one of the residents says that they were not told about the refunded deposits and fees until Denver 7 reached out to the apartment Friday. So it looks like TV station may have gotten them to clarify that a little bit. Speaking in general, however, a local tenant landlord attorney said tenants aren't necessarily out of luck in this type of situation. And this is a quote from Jacob Epler. If I was one of these tenants, I would push back on this and say, well, then I need to get an apartment, and this one was $2,000 a month, and the best one I can find is $2,400. That'll be $400 a month in damages. It's not my fault that your property fell apart. So he's saying push back and say you want to negotiate because you might have some room to do that. Another attorney pointed out that a notice to quit has no legal authority by itself. It is not a court order, and it's not an order from law enforcement. So if there's a genuine legal dispute as to whether the landlord has a legal right to evict, one should go to court, and that's according to attorney Brian Kuhn. And see, a notice to quit is simply a form that you can get. They have them on the internet. Imagine that. You can find all of the Michigan court forms, for instance, on the internet. I forgot the number, but they have an MC number, and it'll say uh, MC number such and such, notice to quit. And there's different lengths. And so the law often says that if you're going to evict somebody lawfully, you have to notify them that you're going to do this. And if they don't get out, then you got to take them to court. And so to make sure that all of this stuff is uniform, the court actually created a notice to quit. And so when you go into court and say, Your Honor, the person won't get out. I told them they got to leave. I sent them a notice. The judge goes, let me see the notice. And so you're wise to use the court-approved form because it contains all the elements. So you get the notice to quit form, you fill it up, check all the boxes, blanks, and you serve it on somebody. But just because you got a court form doesn't mean it's court approved in the sense that it's a court order. It's not. It's just that the language on the form is what's required by law to take it to court. 
but it ain't in court yet. So the attorney is pointing out the notice to quit has no legal authority by itself. And he goes on to say, and this is Brian Kuhn, the tenant can contest any removal or eviction under a casualty clause in court. The landlord has to present a fairly compelling case under a casualty clause to evict protesting tenants. For the landlord, you would want solid evidence the disaster or bad event has made the property a threat to the health or safety of the tenants. If no one fights in court and everyone leaves, then it's swept under the proverbial rug. Meanwhile, one of the other tenants interviewed says that she is consulting with a local attorney and said, to be honest, I don't know if I'm actually going to move within 30 days. It's a little bit too soon for me. Contact Denver 7 asked the Grand Apartments to specifically detail the circumstances that prompted the 30-day notices, but they did not receive any answers as of the time this story went to press. And that's the issue. They claim that something happened suddenly that made them say, look, everyone's got to get out in 30 days. Sorry. And it's unclear what it was. Now, there were a whole bunch of problems in the past. It appears they pulled a whole bunch of permits to do work. They're planning on doing work. And the question simply is, is what is the excuse? So if you want to find out what the excuse is, you can go to court on this. And by the way, in some states, I'm just throwing this out there. In some states, landlord-tenant eviction hearings can be conducted by a judge. And in some states, you can demand a jury trial. Now, (laughs) I once was talking to a judge at a luncheon, and I mentioned that to her. And her eyes got big, and I could tell she's about to start, like, just steam pouring out of her ears. And she goes, I wish you guys would stop telling people that. (laughs) And by guys, I'm guessing she's saying this, attorneys. Because what would happen is, in the old days, somebody come into court at an eviction hearing, and they'd say, Your Honor, this person didn't pay their rent. The judge looked at me, did you pay your rent? No, I can't afford it. Sorry, you're out. Boom. Next case. So... Scenario B is, comes into court, they haven't paid their rent, Your Honor. Judge goes, you paid your rent? They go, I'd like a jury trial. Suddenly, the proceedings grind to a halt. Judge goes, go out and see the clerk and set this for a jury trial. Jury trials don't happen tomorrow. They usually happen 30 to 90 days down the road. And that's how a tenant could often buy time in some places. I'm just throwing that out there. But the bigger issue here is, Were there really circumstances out of their control? Were those circumstances anticipated in the lease? And if you are going to have a hardship moving out, how much leverage does it give you in trying to get a better deal from them? And so the two local attorneys seem to think that you do have some bargaining power. You got to put that to use. So there you go. It's a crazy case, though, where they're basically evicting everyone on a 30-day notice because of circumstances Beyond their control. So stories from the DenverChannel.com. George sent it. Bayan Wang wrote that. And I will give you updates if I hear any questions or comments. Put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. The question isn't who's going to let me. It's who is going to stop me.